You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. The government is setting up a watchdog to alert us to fake news. A federal task force with members from the RCMP, CSIS, and the Communications Security Establishment will watch for foreign interference in the 2019 federal election. And five senior public servants will decide when an incident is egregious enough to warrant going public in the midst of a campaign. So, bureaucrats shielding us from fake news. What could possibly go wrong? Numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And now I'd like to bring in Peter Tabbins, who is the NDP MPP for Toronto Danforth, and Marcus Kolga, who is a senior fellow with the Macdonald Laurier Institute. Hi there. Hey, my Hello. Hi, Libby. Okay, Peter, let's start with you. What is your reaction to this? Well, fake news is a, a real problem, and I think the interference by foreign countries in our elections is something that has to be addressed. Uh, I think, though, that there are real problems with what the Liberals have put forward. I think if you're going to have a monitoring of information in campaigns, you need to have all parties brought in for a discussion about what the principles are going to be so that we aren't in a situation where people will say, hey, is this, is this the Liberals by some backdoor way trying to influence what we hear and what we don't hear? Uh, I, I also it, think Libby, yep. you know, there needs to be action on Facebook and other social media to make sure that they're completely transparent about their ads. And recently, Facebook shut down a whole bunch of avenues for people to find out who their ads were targeting. This is bad news for us. Uh, oh, yeah, that's uh, that's the real overarching problem. Marcus Kolga, what do you think of, of this, this approach? I mean, uh, bureaucrats, public servants are supposedly not partisan. Uh, does yeah. that wash with you? Well, I, I agree with Peter. Um, you know, this is, first of all, it's a, it's a good first step. Um, the, the announcement yesterday at least acknowledges that there is a problem, and there has been an ongoing problem for the last several years. I mean, we're... We have been subject to interference, and we will be again. Everyone is warning of it. So this is a good first step, but there are a lot of questions still. Um, I think the point of Elections Canada, we're, we're not really seeing how Elections Canada, who really is responsible for our election, uh, they're not uh, named in the, uh, in the announcement, and I'm sure they're in there somewhere, but we don't know the details yet. And regarding having um, you know, five uh, senior uh, bureaucrats, decide what sort of information gets exposed during election writ. I mean, it's a good idea, but I also agree with Peter that there should be some sort of an all-party group that uh, agrees to this. In Germany, for example, just before their previous election, because there's been concern about uh, Russian interference throughout Europe and the Western world among our NATO allies, um, they had a so-called gentleman's agreement between all the parties so that if there was any detection of foreign disinformation or uh, any sort of attempt to interfere with the German election, the parties themselves would also sit down and decide on what to do with it. So, you know, it may be worth looking into something like that as well, so that there isn't any sort of accusation that that, uh, uh, any sort of uh, disinformation is meant as being partisan uh, and that everyone's on board with this. Peter... How much of this is is made even more problematic because of the situation in the States, Trump, all of that? Well, I, I think 
it's it's influenced by that. People have seen what happened in the 2016 election. Uh, I was just going through some of the fake news stories from then when uh, you had... No collusion, Peter. No collusion. Well, it, it cut both ways, Libby, because you had some fake stories saying the Pope had endorsed Hillary Clinton and some saying that he'd endorsed Donald Trump. Uh, so I think it's a problem all around for everyone, which is why if you're actually going to deal with this, and Marcus is totally correct, Elections Canada should be a central part of this, all the parties have to be involved. So you have credibility for this committee. If it's dominated by one party, set up by one party with their rules, with bureaucrats who may feel that their futures will have uh, will be influenced by who wins the election. Um, you want to make sure that it's it's a credible outfit, a credible system, and if it's seen as partisan, it won't be credible. And this is too important to be left aside. It actually has to be sorted out and addressed, and it will be very tricky to do it in a way that everyone agrees is fair, even-handed, and transparent. Yeah. Marcus, yeah. How, how much, okay, with the best of intentions, how much can we actually do if uh, the behemoths, Facebook at all, if they're, you know, not on side? Well, look, I, I, you know, I think we need to have some active engagement with uh, not just uh, Facebook, but all other uh, social media platforms. This is a real problem. Uh, we need to uh, make sure that if there is fake news that they're seeing and that we're seeing, that it's, that it's removed in a timely manner, and especially fake accounts. Um, it's happening in Canada, and we've seen it. More importantly, though, I would say is, uh, is that the announcement yesterday also, um, they, they said that the federal government's going to be spending $7 million towards a digital news and civic literacy campaign, which is, which is fantastic. Um, because I think a lot of Canadians are unfortunately using uh, platforms like Facebook as the sole source of their news, and they're not looking at the posts that they see there and thinking about them critically. Is this real? What's the source? Where is this coming from? And so it's great that they've introduced that. To me, $7 million seems a little bit low to start uh, promoting digital literacy, which is critical. And uh, another question I have, is that just for this writ period? Is it for the coming election or is this ongoing? You know, I think our children, for example, need to be educated about this and they need to be aware at an early age to think critically about the media that they're consuming. So I have a lot of questions about that. But again, it's a good start. It's a good start. And uh, Peter, so if they were to add an all-party element to this, uh, would you be happy with it? Well, I, I would say, I, and using Marcus's words, it would be a really good start. I think it would be more effective. It would have greater credibility. Uh, and far fewer people would think, oh, this is just the Liberals setting things up for themselves and addressing this in a way it has to be addressed. I, I also just want to agree with Marcus that putting money into helping people be more skeptical about what they see online and examine it uh, and poke it and ask questions is really good. We need that kind of skepticism. It's a very complex world, a very complex media environment. And to the extent that people can take those stories apart for themselves and not, not uh, be tricked, um, it's really good for our democracy, really necessary for our democracy. But let me going back to your question, 
you really need to have all parties brought in right at the beginning. And I think the Liberals would be wise to say, okay, we put this on the table, we realize we need to bring in everyone uh, so that there are no senses that this is going to be a partisan operation. Bring people in and have a serious discussion, not a not a fake discussion, sorry about that, okay. um, well, about you, what you, the rules are going to be and what the structure is going to be so that there is credibility. Okay, I, I'm, I'm about to take a call from uh, someone who believes that uh, the Liberals are out to control the election, but uh, speaking to your point, Peter, I don't think that money can convince people to look at things critically. Everybody gets all their information in, in such a silo these days, and the traditional sources uh, are so much under fire that traditional sources that, that have rules about how to determine what's true and not are completely discredited, I would say, or largely discredited. That I, I, don't think, I, I just don't think that that is going to happen especially with a couple million bucks. Well, Marcus is right. It seems like a fairly small amount, and I don't think it's just a question of throwing money at it, uh, but I do think it is a question of sitting down and thinking through what are the two or three things that we need to get into people's thinking so that they always ask these two or three questions when they read an article. Where is it from? Does it make sense with everything else I'm reading? Uh, Have those questions in people's minds so that they're much less likely to have the wool pulled over their eyes. Okay. Bill, let's, wait, wait. Let's, uh, let's hear from Bill in Toronto. Well, uh, Tobbins, when I agree with him, it, it, it's got to be a very cold day. <laughs> <laughs> and it is a cold day. So it is a cold day. And you know what? As far as literacy was concerned, last time when uh, my kids were growing up, the more they read, the better off they were. Yeah. But here's, here's my take on it. Okay. So the Liberals are now up to monitor the media, tell me what is good and what is bad, okay? They've gone to payola for the media. If you speak or speak, you know what? We're going to pay you money. If you really want to see what's going on in this country as far as political, uh, 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 federal politics go, read Vivian Krauss. She's a woman that uh, is involved with the oil sands or whatever. Foreign funding to the Liberal Party. Jerry Diaz, Unifor, funding the Liberal government in bed with, with Trudeau. These guys were put in office by foreign funds and by union dues. And now they come out with this nonsense. They're going to tell me what they're going to censor my media. They're going to pay my media to tell me how to think. This is absolutely, this is scary. This is 1984, right here and now. Okay, Bill, I know that Peter has to go soon, so I'm going to let him respond to what you've just said. Thanks for your call. Thanks. Well, I I think everyone, and I don't agree with everything Bill says, and it's very clear he doesn't agree with everything I said. (laughs) That will put it mildly. That's really good. That's really good. Um, But he's right. Uh, People will be very suspicious of this, as long as it's seen as the initiative of one party. And... Uh, frankly, people would be right to be really skeptical if it's the initiative of one party. If the Liberals want to actually address this in a substantial way, bring in everybody, have an all-party consensus, and I think that's something that's that's doable, and then proceed from there. But if you're just going to go on your own, uh, what Bill has said is going to be the opinion of an awful lot of people in this country. Yeah. Okay, Peter, I'm going to let you go. I know you have to go. Marcus is staying with us, right. and... 
after, on the other side of the break, people, I'm going to take more of your calls, but I'm also going to put those questions to the Minister of Democratic Institutions who will join us after the break. Uh, Peter Tabbins, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Libby. I really appreciate it. Okay. And uh, we're going to take that break, and we'll be back with all of that on the other side of it. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We are talking about the liberal government's setting up of this, what do you call it, a task force? Fake news task force. They're getting together five senior bureaucrats who are going to monitor for fake news in the next election campaign. Excuse me. And if they decide the fake news is bad enough, they are going to make a decision and they will go public and warn us about it in the midst of a campaign. So uh, we're trying to get a fix. Do you think this is just an example of the liberals trying to control the election? Is it going to be their fake news or is this a good idea? Our experts think yes. Obviously, interference by foreign powers is a big problem. We have seen it here. We've seen it basically everywhere. We've seen it in Europe. We've seen it in the United States. A lot of it is Russian. Uh, so, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, it's true. And there, there are, are all kinds of falsehoods and slander that just kind of uh, roam around on social media. So what do you think? The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Shortly, we are going to be talking to the Minister of Democratic Institutions. Right now, we are on the line with Marcus Kolga of the McDonald Laurier Institute. And uh, Marcus, do you have a sense of what kind of a program could get people to look more critically, given that a lot of them get their entire news and worldview and everything from social media? Well, I mean, that's an excellent question. How do you do this? Um, you know, just, you know, bringing out examples, I think, of how uh, fake news gets spread on Facebook, what sort of tactics are used. Um, you know, I, I have a few friends on Facebook, and I think we all do, where we've seen uh, fake news get spread because they they're, they don't seem to understand where they're getting their news from. A perfect example of this was a, uh, before Christmas, there was the, the caravan issue, this, this massive group of, of uh, refugees from Guatemala that were making their way to the U.S. border. I had a friend share a photo and a story about this and the threat of the caravan. I looked at the photo and it was strange because I saw Mexican markings on a, on a soldier that was beating some youth up. And I looked into the photo, and I did a reverse Google search on that image, and it turns out that the image that was supposed to characterize violence by this caravan and, and by uh, authorities in, in Guatemala on the Mexican border, um, the, the photo was actually from three years before at a riot at a Mexican university um, that, was, that was used to characterize this. So I, I brought their attention to it, and immediately, uh, you know, they took down this post because they understood that it was wrong. So it's it's just sort of bringing out these examples, and I think I, I don't think anyone is interested in sharing fake news, to be quite honest. So if we can educate uh, uh, Canadian users of Facebook and social media to identify and question, you know, it's it's just simple things like that where we can we can start. 
so, I mean, you know, if we look back to the American election, remember that really, really strange story about Hillary Clinton running a child sex ring from a pizza parlor and then somebody <laughs> went, it's not funny, they went and shot up the no, pizza parlor. I know. It's, it's terrible. And these sorts of things, I mean, the U.S., uh, the, the previous elections are, are really the, the, uh, the standard when it comes to uh, judging all other uh, foreign disinformation in other countries. I mean, um, going back to this, um, this task force, uh, James Comey and the U.S. government was aware of the, the, uh, the Russian interference that was happening, and they decided not to disclose what was going on. So I think this task force that's being created, and I think the concerns that Peter brought up earlier and you brought up, about this being seen as a potentially simply a liberal uh, task force, then it's fair enough. And, and making sure that all parties are, are included in that, but also that all political parties, that they, there's a group of them that gets together representatives throughout the election and beyond to share information with our intelligence uh, organizations to make sure that none of, these politi- none of our political parties are taking the bait on potential... Uh, disinformation that's put out there to accuse each other, and that everyone is aware of what is going on. I think that's critically important. And to make sure that there aren't these accusations, whether it's a liberal government or a conservative government or an NDP government, regardless of jurisdiction, that uh, no one is taking advantage of laws to uh, to tilt an election in one way or the other. So okay. bipartisan work is, is complete, or tripartisan work is completely important. Okay, uh, uh, I'd like to bring in uh, Karina Gould, who is the Minister of Democratic Institutions. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Okay, so uh, I will relay the questions and the concerns I've been hearing. Everyone agrees, yes, foreign interference is a problem, uh, but uh, what the criticism is that this should somehow be an all-party effort and that uh, if it is just the Liberals uh, getting together a group of bureaucrats, uh, you're opening yourself to the accusation that it's the Liberals trying to control the election. Well, so I, I think what's important to to comment and to recognize is that this protocol has actually been developed with all the major political parties in the House. We've had uh, half a dozen meetings with representatives from the different leaders' offices and the different political parties uh, to ensure that input is part of this. And I would also, you know, really strongly comment that, you know, these senior civil servants are, are just that. They're civil servants. They're nonpartisan. They're impartial. They have served under both, you know, liberal and conservative governments, and particularly during the election period, uh, their job is to maintain the continuity of government. And what we also announced yesterday, which I think is really important to highlight, is the fact that all of the leaders of the main political parties in the House, as well as, you know, two or three of their senior party officials will be given security clearance to ensure that they continue to engage in the lead-up to the election uh, with our security agencies to ensure that there is confidence and trust in this process. So we have striven to ensure that this is a nonpartisan, impartial process uh, that is putting at the forefront the interests of Canadians and Canada. And what about Elections Canada? Are they involved? 
So this is an excellent question because that was raised um, yesterday. But what's really important to remember is that Elections Canada is an independent agency of uh, Parliament. They are not the Canadian government. And their primary task is to ensure the successful administration and management of the election. And so while Elections Canada will be maintained informed, uh, you know, their job is really to ensure the administration of the election. And the CEO of Elections Canada, in fact, put out a statement today to clarify that role as well. Uh, is, is this model that you're working with, uh, is it in use anywhere else around the world? Well, so over the past two years, we've tried to learn from experiences of foreign interference, particularly amongst our allies. So, for example, what happened in the U.S. presidential elections or, you know, the French presidential elections, the German parliamentary elections, the referendum in the U.K., and tried to take best practices. Obviously, we're trying to do something that fits the Canadian example. The French have an interesting model where they have a conseil d'état that kind of um, weighs in during an election to alert people as to what's going on and, in fact, did during the Macron leak, uh, leaks in the French presidential election. And so we tried to take learnings from around the world to create something that's tailor-made for Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, we only have about a, a minute left, Minister. So this this initiative to try to educate people, how do you propose to do that? I mean, people are so deep in their own information silos. Well, this is an excellent question because, you know, particularly when we think about how Canadians consume information, it's really important to think critically and assess the information where it's coming from especially when we're using social media platforms, because as you mentioned, we could be living in our own, you know, echo chambers. And so we've announced yesterday $7 million towards civic, media, and digital literacy to help provide Canadians with the tools and the resources to make informed choices. When you think about, you know, even just a decade ago, People would walk into a magazine stand and they would very clearly be able to identify, you know, this is the news and I have a sense of where this news is coming from, that it's coming from a reliable source, this is the sports section, this is technology, etc., etc. When we think of social media, we have that same inherent trust in the information that's coming at us, but it's not always validated the same way that it would have been through these, you know, professional magazines or newspaper or entities that we, we know you know, uh, uh, across the country or around the world. And so it's really important to take an extra second to stop, to think about what you're seeing, look at the source, try to verify the material before sharing. And that's what some of this programming is going to be getting at to help educate Canadians about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, just uh, your parting thought on this, Minister Gould? Look, what I want Canadians to take away from yesterday's announcement is to rest assured that the government of Canada takes the threat of foreign interference and cyber threats very seriously when it comes to our democracy and to our elections. We've got a plan in place, we've got a whole-of-government approach, and we're working diligently to ensure that if Canadians need to know about something, they will be informed, they can trust the message, and they can trust the messenger. Okay, Minister of Democratic Institutions, Karina Gould, thank you so much for being with us. And also, Marcus Kolga from the McDonald laurier Institute. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 